kind of yeah, like this. Big on. I kind of like <sighs> this stronger Natalie Portman look. I mean, look at this picture. She's like, she's like a a Chad looking there. She, kinda looks <laughs> she like walks around set. Heck yeah, I like this. Tell people to move out of the way. <laughs> You gotta start picking better, man. I pick good. You just don't like them. You pick two. I pick good. <laughs> I pick them. I pick good. Look, Daddy. Every, every time, time a bell rings, an angel, angel gets, gets his wing. That's right, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't take it. Welcome back to the Wacky Wonderful Wise Works podcast. All you guys, gals, geeks, and goofballs, we're here again mm. to podcast. Yes, episode uh, I think two sixty six. Yes, we're get, we're inching our way closer to three hundred, guys. Um, two sixty six. So two sixty six. Oh, can we just skip over like six sixty six or six? No, no. We're we're gonna dress up in our our greatest devil costume, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna theorize about the dark side of the uh, this is 66. Hollywood. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what we're doing for episode six sixty six. I don't want to get uh, what the cold. Tom Cruise Barnum. You don't want to get cool. uh, what? Uh, the Scientology. <gasps> we don't want the Scientology. I took a picture of a Scientology building in LA. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let me see if I have it. Well, that, I guess, sort of segues. I was just going to kind of open us up with a little bit of, you know, what's going on? Anything interesting what's happening? What's going um, on? Just Scientology, bro. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought we had a fun experience. Here we go. This last Scientology. Weekend. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's It looks, see? We ran into uh, one of my coworkers again. Oh, we did. Wait, in your coworker again? again? What is this? So, what is this phenomenon? We went out to the beach, and and then we're like, all right, well, we're close to Harris Teeter, so let's go to Harris Teeter, uh, and get the essentials, and then go <clears throat> back home. No, Wyatt, we we're gonna walk down by the beach. Yeah, and Wyatt's like, jump in the jump in the water. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and he's like, jump in the water. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna jump in the water. I didn't so, jump in the water. I went and waded out. Past he my went in the water. Waist. Comes back. He's all wet. We leave. <laughs> I'm gonna I, be honest. I want to go to Harris Teeter. I just had to pee. <laughs> I really had to pee? pee, and I was like, I'm gonna brave the cold and go out there and pee. <laughs> in the Atlantic. That yeah. was when we Facetimed you. Yeah, you, I called on Facetime, oh. and Joshua holds the phone up. He's like, "What?" And I'm like, "You at the beach?" He points the phone out at the water, and why it's like in the battling the waves <laughs> and oh man the ocean was beautiful that <laughs> night uh people were concerned though walking past walking past people were concerned for my health uh, <laughs> i was down there like eye level with the ocean just it looked gorgeous just, yeah uh, i wish yeah. i was there i would have gotten the waves so we, with you so we went to harris teeter after that and i pull in and why it's like that's Gary's car. Yeah, and you're <laughs> like, Gary's are you sure? Car. I'm like, I know Gary's car. So you go look for Gary? <laughs> we walk in and I'm like, where is he at? Look for his bald head. <laughs> and I'm like, there he is. So what do you think of Gary after multiple encounters with him? Uh, this is the first time I've actually met him. We just drove past him last time. Yeah. yeah. That was weird. Um, 
He just was giggling to himself, and he was he giggling to himself. He's always giggling. He didn't. It doesn't seem like how I picture a Gary. I, to be honest, I picture Gary as Granddad from Boondocks. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is kind of that way. Uh, I call him Mister Rogers sometimes. His last name is Rogers. Heck yeah! So I, 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 I call him Mister Rogers. So you just hung out with him for a minute in yeah, Harris Theater? We, we like said, hey. Two, two minutes. We walked like over. Minute, I said, hey. I was like, seconds. it's been a minute since I've seen you. you know, like, <laughs> and then we just talked moved for on. a minute and moved on. Yeah. I hear that. The, they, he lives in the same area as we do. Mm-hmm. So it's not uncommon to run into this fella. Yeah. I want to I want an adventure where I get to see where you get well. well, you got to come out. You got to come out with us. Look, <laughs> when you guys are going on adventures, send me a text. You, you're always out of town. Look, I'm I'm in town. <laughs> I'm in town. Yeah. Send me a text. You're probably hanging out with your wife. Maybe not, though. You never uh, know. My schedule fluctuates. I'll text Kenzie first. No, oh, no, no. no, no, no. no. I don't like, need hey, permission. Hey, Kenzie, can Joe come hang out with us? <laughs> I don't need permission. Oh, man. But yeah, that was, that happened. Um, Los Angeles is not anything special except the hills there are huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hills in Los Angeles are like what we call mountains in the mountain area of okay. Virginia. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, they don't have a lot of trees on them. They're short trees. It's not like forest. But the hills are big. Like you see hills in videos and drone shots of Los Angeles. But those hills are actually humongous. What was the? Was there like a, a a layer of smog hanging over the city? You know, I didn't get a chance to go downtown. Mm-hmm. I was in Burbank and I drove through areas of Los Angeles, but I didn't go inner city Los Angeles. Not that I saw, and yeah. nor did I. You know what? I was like I said, I didn't go downtown Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Could be completely different, but not as many homeless people that I that I. As you I thought. thought would be out okay. there. There was a handful, but not not as many. Like it wasn't terrible. Hmm. Um, and I was mostly in the Burbank area, which is away from Los Angeles. Like you can see Los Angeles downtown from Burbank, but it's nice. <clears throat> you went to go interview somebody. Yeah, I went to interview the lady who played. Do you have her name? Yeah, Claudia. Um, she played Marty McFly's girlfriend on the first Back to the Future. Uh, very cool. So you went to her house. I went to her house. I went to her shop. And guess what I got a chance to put on? She's, she has a shop for luxury men's clothing. Ooh. She gets, um, she doesn't she doesn't disclose who she gets it from, but she has tons of celebrity oh, connections, yeah, sure. right? So she gets their lightly used or never used clothes mm. and sells them at her shop for like half off or what like the main sellers so she put on clothes like she wanted to dress me up for mm-hmm. my body type and she knew exactly exactly <laughs> what i needed a little bit to of wear. dad bod and uh, yeah <laughs> no but she was like she was like um do you wear suits and i was like not really yeah i don't really like blazers and suits and stuff and she was like i think i know what you want she took me right to like um, you know, like my blue coat that I have, mm-hmm. that style of stuff. Okay. You know, and she even put on me like this, uh, what do you call like reverse leather? I don't know what it's called. It's like leather, leather, but the other side of what a leather thing has. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 
It was like reverse leather on the outside and deer fur on the inside. Oh, very cool. Deer fur. Interesting. Very strange. And they, I, so it was like, um, I think I wore a Gucci coat. I wore a Louis Vuitton coat. But you don't know who these I don't know who these were. Okay. She says she dresses all kinds of celebrities and rock stars mm-hmm. because they, if they know her and they know about her shop, they come to Burbank and buy like $20,000 blazers for yeah. like five grand. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> she, she dresses everybody up as Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody complains. Nobody complains. They, everybody just walks out kind of looking like Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> But she um she has all kinds of pictures and uh things that in her shop that if people want her to sign something she'll That's do very it. cool. Um, she goes to a lot of comic cons and stuff. But yeah, uh, and her you, you wouldn't expect some Chef Boyardee. Uh, Chef Boyardee, no, <laughs> Chef Boyardee, no. But she did um she did uh, have these you know like in the newspaper from the movie where it's like mm-hmm. Save the Clock Tower or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, she signs those and puts the little phone number on that she put on that was like in the film yeah the 555 something 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 yeah yeah right that's cool so she does a lot of little cool fun things for the movie and um i believe she's actually about to go to europe i think maybe france and <laughs> record a uh record a piece where she's playing like a royalty lady yeah. Ooh. Anyway. it's kind of sad though what that she's how old now and she's only got that one movie yeah well i'm i'm i obviously well, she she put it out there for what we were recording. She was kind of telling a bit of her life story, mm-hmm. and I will say it's not an easy life that she's led, right. and um, and it was part of that trouble. Although she's made as much of it as humanly possible, and she's an extremely hard worker and um, really nice lady, that has lended itself to a little bit of like her not being in the next movies or mm-hmm. you know things. I don't want to get into it, you know, right. too much, but. She was a really nice lady, and it was fun to meet did her. And get you, did to you know get her. anything signed? I did. Okay. Now here's the problem. I got something for you guys. All right. But you got us a blazer, a twenty thousand dollar blazer. No, oh. no, 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 no. I'll take that. It's something signed. The red. Is it the red jacket? No, and no, the red no, vest? no, no, no. Oh. It's nothing this big. It's it's literally like what I already said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I. I left it in my producer's bag. <gasps> no. So she has to get it to me before I give it to you guys. Okay. I was going to give it to you today. I guess we'll wait. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> you, you know, is she close by? We can go. We can go she lives on She lives on the other side of Virginia. Ah. So on the other she's side of Virginia? To, yeah. She works remotely for work. Ah. Dang. Producer, she said she'll hold it on to me because I was busy with something and I, I forgot to ask her for it. So it's in her bag somewhere, I think. Okay. Um. But yeah, so at some point we'll get it from you. Hmm? Probably never. Well, no, it's again. signed to you guys. She doesn't want to keep it. It's signed to us. Yeah, Wyatt and Josh. She <gasps> said she what? loves really? you. Really? Yeah. So we got to share it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's signed to you. That guys. just made this way better. <laughs> <laughs> it's signed. It's a picture of her and Marty, and the newspaper I told you, where she signed it to you guys. Oh wow! And she said, we "I love hanging up." That's super studio. special. Yeah. We got to frame it. We'll do it. That's I know awesome. you guys are much bigger fans of Back to the, Back future. To the future than I am. <laughs> Did you tell her that? You're like, I don't really know. No, I didn't Back bring it up. I didn't, get, I didn't bring it up. Didn't want to hurt her feelings. Oh, wow. Oh, I, yeah. That's very cool. But I saw all kinds of stuff that people's never seen, like as far as photo shoots and things like that from the film that she keeps at her house that people cool. don't see. Um, so that was my, that wasn't the whole trip, but that was, that was one of the biggest. That's a fun things. experience. Yeah. 
Um, very nice lady, Claudia, and she's busy. She stays busy. She stays busy. Um, she got to do. Yeah. So you know, I'm back, back home, East Coast forever. <laughs> Some would say you're back in time. Gotta go back. To the <laughs> no, heck no. Look, um, let's go ahead and do our opener. How about that? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, nah, let's not. Let's do it. Oh. So, we want to talk a little oh, bit about what, Netflix. This is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Netflix. Something crazy's happened. So, a couple of things. First that off, stupid look off your face. What? I already know this is going to be an argument. I predicted this. You didn't predict this. You didn't predict this. I said within a set period of time, yeah, like two years, Netflix is going to go down, down, and then it eventually become blockbuster and no longer exist. You, this is not an indication of that. Basically, what happens? We'll let me see. give you guys the facts, and we'll, we'll, we'll okay. talk about it. Okay, yeah. we still got some time. We do, but let let me give the facts. So Netflix has recently released that they have lost two hundred thousand subscribers out mm-hmm. of their. 100 plus thousand 100 plus million subscribers yeah um so 200,000 it's a blip on the radar from their catalog it's the first in a decade that in a quarter they have lost subscribers right okay that's why it's big news couple of reasons um and they've also lost 700,000 viewers mm-hmm. i don't know if it's subscriptions but viewers because of them because of the russia stuff Right. Yeah. So they've they've kind of stopped doing stuff in Russia for the time being, and they've lost a significant viewership from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so the couple things that the big thing that they believe is the cause for this is because they're cracking down on account sharing. Yeah. Which I don't want to dox us, but we participate in this. Everybody, activity. everybody shares everybody. accounts. Yeah. That's, with, they literally with every, incentivize with it. Everything. Yeah. So we they're saying like if we notice like a shared account between multiple households, they're gonna crack down on it. They haven't done that to us, mm. but apparently they're going to crack down it. Mm-hmm. And it's caused some uproar. I think that's caused people to cancel subscriptions. And then we also there's also word out there a little bit in certain We're communities the about the uh yeah, on the streets about it's more the direction of their content mm. that's being a big problem for some people. So they're also they're also canceling projects. Well, they're canceling it due to the lack of subscribers. Oh, the subscriber loss. Yeah, and the anime department is the biggest hitting. Dude. I saw they're they're yeah. they're canceling a lot of animation projects, mm-hmm. which is a big bummer. But they did say Arcane's safe, which I know okay, is, is good. good. Well, Arcane, Arcane has safe. to be safe. Yeah, it's a big heavy hitting show. It's, I mean, it's it's Game of Thrones level. Yeah, for uh, the for 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 animation. Yeah, for well, we're talking about for money spent on animation. Um, Arcane is is Game of Thrones level. Yeah, they spent so tons of money. I would be willing to bet that more so than the crackdown on the shared accounts, mm-hmm. it is content. I kind of agree with this incentive, this this idea. What do you guys think? What as far as theory? Josh, Josh <laughs> thinks it's Josh thinks it, that this is a you know uh, indication that it's soon to be you know going demolished, down, going downhill. I don't think. I don't. Well, think hold so. on. Netflix did say. That they expect at the at the end of July to have lost two million subscribers. 
with a big company like Netflix, you know, we've seen with other big companies, there's always something like this that happens. It's all about how they approach this issue. Mm-hmm. If they approach it in a bad way, yeah, no, they're going to go bankrupt and they're going to fail. But if they come up with reasonable solutions and tactics to changing and becoming a better company, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I I don't think that it's – I don't think it's a huge issue yet. I think this is a, a little bit of a misnomer right mm-hmm. now. I've never thought that Netflix is going to die. And I don't even necessarily think that Netflix is going to – seriously drop and like stop growing i think they're actually going to keep growing this is just a little little dip on their stock Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. their stock trajectory however i have said for years ever since there was whispers of disney plus doing their thing that it is going to affect streaming services in a major way and i do have a feeling that all of the streaming services now we have HBO Max as a major contender mm-hmm. with all of their films and shows and now and obviously Disney, which has their basically the Disney catalog. Well with those two things, it it is a competitive market at this if point. If you think about it, so these companies that have been around for years upon years before mm-hmm. Netflix are starting their own streaming services like Paramount, mm-hmm. like Disney Plus, like um HBO Max, HBO, uh, well, they've had streaming for a while, but yeah. And so the this kind of standalone streaming service, there's a lot out there that are their standalone company, but most of them are free with ads and then a little bit upgraded. Like Peacock. Prescription service, yes. Mm-hmm. Subscription. Netflix is not like that. Maybe if they add um, ads and make a free option maybe well disney plus doesn't have a free option and they they in fact actually have if you want to watch like a new movie on disney plus you have to still pay like 30 bucks inside Um, the app yeah you pay for doing different stuff i do remember i do remember predicting that years ago saying that eventually the streaming services will start releasing new movies directly to the streaming service that you'll have to pay 30 dollars for yeah uh but no, you're right. With the other companies, they have pre-established work as well. Like Disney has how many hundreds of thousands of movies that they've made over the years that mm-hmm. they can just put on to the Disney Plus catalog. It was instantly Netflix, a mic drop. Netflix is, you know, they've, they've been big in the game for years. Mm-hmm. But they've They're also, the first ones doing it. They've been slowly trying to create a catalog of their own of netflix shows and movies um and they have some good stuff uh but i think they also have a lot of trash stuff in a rush Mm -hmm. that netflix has been they have a lot of trash they have a lot of trash a lot of trash and i mean like nothing in the netflix film world is a serious contender with anything that's great Mm. you know what i mean i don't know that i I feel like i could point one out if i looked maybe they considered like uh, uncut gems mm-hmm. with Adam Sandler. Maybe that was a heavy hitting one. Was you got that the original? Irishman. The Irishman, yeah. The Irishman was big, but like it wasn't across the board love. Yeah. It was just a film that like a a cult classic community mm-hmm. liked, you know? Right. But I wouldn't say the majority of Netflix films are anything that's heavy mm-hmm. hitting. The only 
No, it's all show. Shows are the shows, biggest thing yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. The, and, and, and when they put time and production into their shows, we get really good shows. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that, but you, we're not getting, we're not getting a consistent kind of what we're used to uh, movie mm-hmm. I mean, from them. Every weekend, if I'm sitting down to turn something on, probably going to go to HBO Max HBO first. Right. Well, it's because you're a movie guy and movies. But they're also they're the better. Movies? There are better movies on HBO Max than there are Netflix. There's a lot of good movies There's on Netflix. Good, good shows on HBO Max too. Maybe not originals. No, they've got some good originals. Well, they they, they, they have originals. loved loved shows, but the only like original things that they've they've got is like. Well, Game of Thrones, and then you have latestly Our Flag Means Death, mm-hmm. which is they've branded as like an HBO Max original. Yeah. You know, there are certain HBO Max originals. Yeah, I think what I think what and they Euphoria. Were, Euphoria, Euphoria is huge, and then you also have The Sopranos, that kind of stuff. And, uh, so they, um, they have I, good like stuff, HBO Max but is, HBO Max has been doing this since like the seventies. Yeah, and they've been putting tons and tons of money into it and netflix has only just recently been able to start really putting uh studio level money into their stuff let's think about this netflix creating their own content they've only been doing this for around a decade Mm -hmm. like house of cards was coming out what 2010 and that was the first netflix original thing yeah and it was, and then it, an Adam Sandler movie was, was the good. first Adam was the first Netflix film, right? What they need to do if they want to get over this or get get through this valley um, is not try to crack down on people's sharing. They need to do something with ads, whether that be uh, you get a, a discounted Netflix account or a free Netflix account or something with. I ads. don't think that's the way to go. They're, they're they're growing. What I'm saying is, they need to do something to gain more money, to get more revenue that isn't encroaching on how people already like to watch Netflix. Ads will do that, but not if. But everybody already owns a Netflix account, mm-hmm. right? But for those who don't, if you if you they get give a, them the option, if you have the option for a free one, then. You know, the ads can contribute to when the comes, monetary issue. Well, when it comes to Netflix money, the amount of resources they have direct to consumer style without any kind of middleman or mm-hmm. ad or money or anything like that, they've grown to be the biggest. They're still bigger than Disney Plus. Yeah. <clears throat> they're not content. Like Disney Plus is growing fast, but they're still the biggest. And so with their kind of money, you don't. Like people will watch Netflix and pay the you know ten dollars a month, twelve dollars yeah. a month, whatever they need to do to have that Netflix. They oh. they're not like limiting because they they have over like well over a hundred million subscribers. Well, they 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 need to do something about the monetary thing. Maybe and it's not and, and the the answer isn't raising the price on the subscription. Because people, there's there's a certain status quo. Mm-hmm. People know that I pay this much, I get Netflix, and I enjoy Netflix, and I can share Netflix with my friends mm-hmm. or my family. Mm-hmm. And people have these things that they know about this service that they like. And when you try to change those things, you're like, well, we're going to add ads or we're mm-hmm. going to uh, raise the price on you. Yeah, people are going to drop out. Mm-hmm. They're going to get out of there quick. 
You know, people but are people are willing. They have to do something because there is streaming services like Peacock, mm-hmm. like Tubi, that are allowing. But this. if you but be people, honest, they, if you look they, at it, it's those still are trash. newer companies than even Netflix. But, but people are willing to, um, people are willing to accept the movies or shows that aren't good, in anticipation for the really good ones that come out, the surprise bangers like Arcane or like Stranger yeah, which Things, which is exactly why we've. Which been is paying why we, Netflix which for is years. Why we keep it, you know, yeah. and people are willing to keep the subscription for that, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think, as far as their content goes, I think they need to hone in on certain things and stop making the trash movies. They do need to stop spending money on trash. Yeah. Yeah. What was it that came out that we watched on Netflix that was a, a good one? Was that the, did the Guilty come out on Netflix? Or was that HBO? No. The Guilty came out on HBO, didn't it? I don't... Guilty? What was that? Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. No, no, that was... That uh, was a Netflix film. Netflix. That was yeah, Netflix. That was and that was good. And I, I Very thoroughly simple. enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If they make stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, I can, I can see them doing very well. But if they keep making stuff like... I don't know. What did they put out that was really bad movie? Full Metal Alchemist? Well, well also, see, the thing is, they're still using gas, so they need to switch <laughs> over to all electric, and that's what's going to save their company. Check this out. Netflix is an American company, mm. but they're international content. Mm-hmm. Netflix is spending tons of money on international content, other language content. Well, I don't know if we're going to be the ones to solve their issue. Well, the stuff but. that the stuff that comes out of like um, uh, some of the like European countries, mm-hmm. yeah, or, or uh, um, like some of the German shows that I've seen, mm-hmm. really, really good. Like Dark, uh, very good. I did, um, I never watched Dark because it looks super fascinating. I just you know I hate subtitles. Right. Uh, there's Catla uh, is kind of a is kind of a science fiction horror Isn't horror there movie. Streaming services like Brit Brit Britbox. I yeah. think that's a channel. It's not a service. Oh. Uh, and and there's stuff that comes out of Korea. Yeah. There's some bangers coming out of Korea. Well, Americans like Korean content. No, no, no. There's some really good stuff. I, well, I understand. Like, what's that latest Korea. film? Um, everything always all the time or something yeah, like that. Something yeah, something like yeah. that. People, the the stuff Korea's Korea's movie making industry is growing by leaps and bounds in recent years, mm-hmm. and they're coming out with some really really top tier content. Um, South Korea, of course. South Korea, right? Yeah. And That's the Netflix the Korea. Netflix funding that kind of stuff is really good, and them funding animation stuff is really good. Uh, but if they're just gonna make like you know crappy movies that people are like, oh, this is a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. You don't want people saying it's a Netflix movie, yeah, which, which yeah. Im- implies that it's bad. Or that, just middle of the ground, mm-hmm. like you won't be mid, happy or mid-tier. upset that you watched it. That every that movie you're talking about everywhere all the time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that a Netflix film? No, no, it's not. I'm just saying he was bringing up good stuff coming out of South Korea. Korea. I really want to watch that. It, that looks like a crazy mm-hmm. multiverse film. Yeah. It looks very fascinating, but. I got to get over something because we're just going to keep getting more subtitles, more cross cross culture entertainment. And yeah. I have a serious holdup on this. Yeah. 
I mean, if they if they speak English speaking, and their their mouths Korean. are dubbed according to English, I don't speak Korean or German or Japanese, but I watch it. all of these movies. Start studying Korean. That, that's gonna be your don't have. Thing. You just have to. No, you gotta no, know. No, you, no, 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 no. America learn first. How, <laughs> learn how to learn how to read English subtitles. <laughs> I can I, I can do that. Learn how to read I can English. do it. I can Learn do how to read English. I can do it. It's just I don't I'm I think visually. So if I'm missing all the pictures cuz I'm trying to focus on the words, it's like I might as well read a book at this point. Find a movie. <laughs> right. We should sit down and watch Parasite. Yeah, like well, let's we'll watch Parasite or something that's, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a martial arts movie and just let the movie happen and read the subtitles and get a feel for it. Maybe not. I watched Princess Mononoke, right? <sighs> now, I've watched a lot of stuff besides that. This is an example. It is such a wacky film, but so good. Mm-hmm. I still don't... So I read good. every subtitle. I'm still so incredibly lost. I, I'm a big proponent of sub over dub. <laughs> Except when it comes to Princess Mononoke, the I was dub version so is lost. so good. All the, you got all the voice actors and everything are amazing, big name voice actors. Mark, I hear that. Mark Hamill's in there, speaking yeah. Japanese. Yeah, no, speaking. Oh, English. the dub, the, the dub. dub. Oh, gosh. the dub. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I. It was just so wacky, and these purists wouldn't let us watch the dub because it was with a group. Oh, you were with a group, and. It, they, it was these, just a these horrible experience. Didn't understand this movie. <laughs> I think um, when it comes to Netflix, I don't. I think they're going to keep growing. This is a blip on their radar. Mm. However, it is something to pay attention to. And personally, I think it it's, has more to do with it, the content. It's a red flag. It's a red flag. It's yeah. a red flag. I think it could go in Josh's direction if they don't act on good strategies. Also, they need to find better. They've been so politically one-sided for so long. They have to start realizing that 50% of not just the American population, but the human population does not agree with their version of politics, both socially and politically. Well, it's Hollywood politics. It is. And it's it's dumb because it's, it's literally just Hollywood that like across the board is expected to believe this way mm-hmm. when there's so much more of the world, not just the country. Right. And they have to start saying, hey, a huge portion of our viewers aren't happy with these constant underlying narratives. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just start leaving them out of some of our films and shows? Or do them better. Yeah. Or do them better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like something that's completely not political will become political so fast with their right. character choice, their the qual like the aspects of the character. It's like this is a sci-fi film and we have to know who this character sleeps with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. need that. Well like the big the big meme is uh you know, three seasons in a character is all of a sudden gay. Yeah. It's like <laughs> number one we you, don't need to just, know that. You're just you're doing that to try and You know, pander to a certain group when why didn't you just make the character gay in the first place and have it established? Yeah. You know, you see they do that though a lot more. You see you see a lot of shows do that and it doesn't feel like this weird, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. You know? It's 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 ridiculous that these narratives have to be a part of every single piece of content. Mm -hmm. So I would say a big part of that also 
It's just leave that stuff out. Like it doesn't have to be one side or if you want to just sit in the middle, sit in the middle and be happy. Yeah. But you don't like you're making money. That's all that you need to sustain. Well, apparently they're losing money is what they're doing. Well, they're, they've, they've been making money. Mm-hmm. And they keep pushing these narratives. If they continue down this road, it's going to keep dividing. And you're going to probably keep losing more and more subscriberships. So, like if they don't make anything good and the next – like say say the next season of Stranger Things and Ozark and all of these good shows that I'm enjoying are done with. And they're, they're doing weird stuff like everyone's not looking forward to – Avatar The Last Airbender, right? Mm-hmm. Say that's crap. And then everything for the next five years is just complete crap. I'm going to cancel. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm not going to pay for something that's shoving a narrative in my face and is just dumb content. Right. I'm not going to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm giving them time because I believe in what they're doing. But they got to adjust. You do? You do I do. Believe. I believe in the streaming entrepreneurial quality of this company mm-hmm. you know they've built themselves into a giant but at their core they haven't been doing it super long at their core they are still like the wild card the people that they're contending with is disney who's been in existence yeah. for like 70 years or something you this know? is a this will be i think the like a crucial moment mm. you know are they going to be able to overcome this or is it going to get worse from here I don't know. I think it's we'll good. I think they'll be able to overcome it just fine. I mean, I'd like them to. There's a lot of stuff I'm 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 currently <laughs> waiting on. Yeah. I, I'm waiting on a Scissor 7 movie. What if what if we watch Arcane and it completely sucks? Like next season sucks. Wouldn't that be such a bummer? Oh, that'd be a downer. It'd be a huge downer, man. Oof. I'm not invested in Arcane. Though. I don't <laughs> care. Um all around Netflix, we hope that you are okay. Let me cut in really quick to just talk to you about our Patreon for just a moment. Our Patreon has all kinds of really cool content, both exclusive and early. This podcast you're watching or listening to at the very moment was actually available a week early over on our Patreon to watch or listen to. So if you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, you can go to the link in the description, select the tier that best fits your content needs and enjoyment. Thank you so much for all of those who support us on Patreon already. And we look forward to seeing you on Patreon for all of the exclusive access and perks that it brings to you let's get back to the podcast so uh before we do our patreon shout out i wanted to just really quickly just appreciate this beautiful man yeah yeah bruce willis he's entertained us for years Mm. he's brought us a lot of wonderful with pieces hair. of with hair and without with hair, hair. <laughs> a little bit with hair a lot without, without hair. Yeah, in the yeah. pre-show we were praising looper yeah and he was in looper you know mm-hmm. he was good in looper um he's but he's been good in so much mm-hmm. and he's recently retired for a mental disease yeah where it affects his speech and so he's just bowing out you know and saying i've had my fun in the sun yep and i'm gonna, gonna retire I'm gonna retire and just thought we'd appreciate this beautiful man yeah he's he's had a good full career yeah you know and it kind of sucks you know especially you see a lot of older actors who are still acting mm-hmm. you know anthony hopkins is still making he's still making movies yeah still, clint eastwood who's the last anthony i don't know, I don't know but it's been he's, a while but he's, yeah he's old clint eastwood somehow mm-hmm. you know uh, Morgan oh, Freeman, he? I've seen Morgan you know, Freeman. Yeah, these older actors, and it, it really is—it's tough to see them. Did we get a Morgan bow Freeman? out? 
Earth Day video? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Give me a Morgan Freeman. Like, I have a feeling. Was, anybody got a good Morgan Freeman? No. Here we go. <clears throat> Bruce Willis will be missed. This is the best I got. That's okay. He's a he was a a legend in cinema. <laughs> cinema. He was a he was a legend in cinema. He's kind of does it like he has a little bit of a, a in his voice. Yeah. There's a flatness in there. A flatness. We, we enjoyed Die Hard, and we will continue enjoying Bruce Willis movies mm-hmm. for the rest of our lives. There you go. Something that's a like better, that. That's a pretty good Bruce Willis. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, my Bruce Willis kind of comes from my lower lip. You know? <laughs> You're really just going to tuck in that. Tuck in that lip. Talk. Yeah. Like, close, yeah. close your eyes a lot and shake your What's head. your favorite Bruce Willis film? Six Sense. Six Sense? I think mine I, might be... Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen all of them, so it could easily change, but uh, I think mine might be Pulp Fiction. Mm. I want to go through like a list of movies. I mean, just throw know. out one that you love. Die Hard. Die Hard. Love watching him in Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Die Hard's a good time. You know, he's got hair. He's not like this super jacked guy. He's a normal looking dude. <laughs> normal looking dude. What are you laughing at? It's fun. The, the sheer loyaltism of Wyatt and his Die Hard. <laughs> I, I think you'll find this is like a this is across the board. This is across people love Die Hard. No, I know there's a lot of people that Die Hard, but you're just like out of all his movies, Die Hard. There's a lot, just, but it's it was he did such a good job. Yeah. You know he uh, uh, you know acting especially with like Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah, but uh, gosh dang it, and just the the little one liners because his delivery. Mm-hmm. Like was the thing that sold all of these yeah. one-liners. That like, yeah, come to Los Angeles, come to L.A. We'll have some drinks. We'll have a laugh. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. he's in a a, a vent. Yeah, you know, bleeding. Yeah, just um, good. good. Yeah, stuff. He's, he's just a great actor. Uh, very multi-leveled. Mm-hmm. So he did hardcore stuff, and then he did emotional stuff, and. I'd like to, I'd like to see a, a couple more of his more dramatic movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Sixth Sense is very dramatic. Yeah, yeah. it's all drama. Um, so he will be missed, but we're thankful for what he gave us. Um, shout out to Shelby, Shelby, mm-hmm. your patron supporter. Thank you so much. We Thank love you. you. We really mm-hmm. appreciate all of our supporters on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our we've noticed that some some people were watching the movie commentaries. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Who was watching? Anybody click, leave a comment? No comments. Nobody's I commenting. Didn't I didn't check. To be Come honest. on, patrons. Comments? No. Well, that's a. That's a. Actually, I might have. I, it's I not a very pro remember. move. We'll, there. We'll, we'll go back and look and see, but we really do appreciate all the Patreon supporters. Yeah, and if you want to be a Patreon supporter, also go check out the link in the description and select the tier that best mm-hmm. fits your WiseWorks content needs. Thank you so much. Shelby for supporting us. Um, the next thing we're going to get into is yet another man, <clears throat> but we have man. We probably have multiple opinions about this man. Oh no! And um, qualms, interests, and praises. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know. Of course. No, we were, oh, Michael, <laughs> Michael Bay. Bay. <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. Why are we talking about Michael Bay? 
he well number one has ambulance come out yet yeah, yeah it's, it's out. out okay so ambulance is his most recent film mm-hmm. uh, we did a movie trailer uh, that everybody loved <laughs> and yeah i haven't seen the movie i want to watch the movie because yeah. it looks like it has some very cool visuals um but the man has a specific style it's might be the most specific <laughs> style in Hollywood. You can turn on a Michael Bay movie. Give me without his, seeing it. His style in five words or less. Describe his style in like moving very, fast, bright, shiny things. <laughs> yeah, I'd <laughs> yeah. say that probably covers it. A yeah, lot of a uh, lot of shaky kind of shaky. Color grade orange. Yeah, she, yeah no, color, color grade. grade's not orange. It's diverse, but it's like a very harsh color grade. His his color grade it's uh, it's almost very sharp. Yeah, it's it's, it's not sharp super and it's vibrant, harsh. but it's very sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I mean that's the case for the 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 oldest movie I think I'm probably thinking of of his is probably The Island. Mm. Uh, and you guys haven't seen The Island, but it's very Michael Bay coloring. Uh, a lot of stuff. Okay, so when but it comes to... I really to, love the movie. So, you know, earlier in the 2000 teens, mm-hmm. right? So, like, 2013 through 16, everything on YouTube in the filmmaking world was like, make your footage cinematic. Take this LUT and put it on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're selling LUTs just to throw on footage. That That is Michael Bay's philosophy of yeah. color grading. <laughs> he just... He films everything correct... And then he puts a lot on it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't color correct for beauty. He doesn't color correct. He doesn't color grade for anything. He's he stylizes his footage. He doesn't grade it. You know right. what I mean? That it looks very just LUT thrown and on top. There's a uh, LUT packet out there called Michael Bay. Michael Bay. He probably made it himself <laughs> <laughs> and put it out for free. For free. He's like, so hey everybody, can... you want to look like me? Yeah. Ah. Oh, I, I gotta look this up right now. <laughs> let's, I mean, I guess let's talk a, a little bit about some of his work. Okay. Um, I think a big one that everybody's probably seen is Transformers. Of course. It, the first Transformers, I think we're gonna focus on mm-hmm. solely. Uh, it's very Michael Bay. The way the writing is, Which, the way the cinematography is, the way, you know, the humor doesn't land in places. <laughs> The way, uh, you know... There's no flow to the edit. It's just as quick as moving as possible. You can almost... When you think of Transformers, you can almost, you know, those those shots where it's like a person walking into frame, but the camera's down here. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, they got sunglasses on and you can almost hear that <laughs> as they walk in. It's yeah. like this, you know... You know, you yeah. can almost hear the the sounds of somebody walking <laughs> in on frame. It's Which, a very cool angle of like, they walk in, there's a lens flare. Okay, let me ask you this. So I, like for you personally, Wyatt, mm-hmm. and then Joshua, also you, if you, do you like Michael Bay? Do you like what he has to offer and you appreciate it? I don't hate Michael Bay. Um, I think he's gone a little bit overboard with the Transformers movies. <laughs> he should have stopped. He should have stopped. He produced a couple. I don't think he directed all of them. Uh, I like at least the first three. Mm-hmm. I think he should have stopped. Um, but I mean, I, I, there's a, like a bunch of pieces that he's done that I really love. Okay. Uh, I just have certain issues. Like 
with the lens flare, with that sort of weird camera angle. Kind of stylized film. Yeah, certain, and you certain, talked about you don't like before the podcast, you don't care for super stylized Hi, no, no, no. Hyper stylized. Hyper stylized. This is stylized, but it's not necessarily like hyper stylized. Do I don't know. What I'm, I don't, you don't get what no, I'm saying? No, yeah, I know what the color grid. I don't. I don't. Uh, what do you, what do you uh, think about Michael Bay's films? Like, get why it doesn't care for super stylized stuff? What What do you think? I don't care for the color grade. I I. It's not just color grade. It's it's shot composition choice. It's editing speed. It's uh. It's yeah, music. It does feel like, everything like early, like 2011, or like a little bit earlier 2009 like Transformers that's what I think of when mm-hmm. I think of Michael Bay well like with Ambulance it's coming out it feels exact with the exception of a few new things that we're seeing with drone work and we've there's some YouTube videos out there you can find where he goes into he goes into um, a lot more drone heavy interest for Ambulance specifically yeah yeah you know like all the YouTube videos where there's like drones just shooting around everywhere mm-hmm. quick really quick moving going into small yeah. flying through small spaces. Um he does a lot of that work for Ambulance. Outside of that, the aesthetic of Ambulance is Jason Bourne. No. no the aesthetic no, of no, Ambulance is Michael no. Bay. Yeah. If you watch will, no. you watch any Michael Bay movie where there is action taking place in a cityscape, which is all Michael Bay movies. There's going to be action taking place in a cityscape. Well, course. okay, so setting. Setting's Michael Bay. Yeah. I'm talking about like camera work. Looks like Michael Bay. It also looks like Jason Bourne. No, no. Yes, it Jason. does. It's never ending. <laughs> it's that nonstop. Yeah. Well, I, he no, does I wouldn't, that a I wouldn't lot, say though. Jason Bourne in for. That's him what him Jason no. Bourne he, is. He, he does a lot of really close up stuff, and w- which was a problem with. Transformers is people didn't like how um, when we watched the transform, it, it just felt like this mashing of robots, especially from human height, like looking up at them and not knowing what's going on. It's a lot of what people had issues with with the first few Godzilla movies. Do you mm-hmm. have the list of his movies? I can pull oh. it up. Um, well, when we pull this up, you're just going to see a lot of it is stuff we haven't seen. So, well. There's a ton of stuff that we haven't seen. So he's produced quite produced a lot. A lot more than I think he's probably I don't know if he's produced more than he's directed. How many credits? I think Let he's me see. definitely. So he's got 57 producer credits oh, and 59 okay. directing credits. Yeah, but credits. half of those 59 are music videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um which you know what? I I feel like his his style, the way he it looks with that LUT and with the lens flare works great for music videos. Mm. Early two thousand music videos, like I think, punk rock music yeah, videos. Yeah, I think it works really good. Look at his director timeline. Yeah, Pearl Harbor. Yeah, he was very busy in the nineties. In the nineties, wildly like busy. All the music videos. Yeah, that's true. There's a Go lot back of up to where the movies start. Okay, so uh, TV shorts, music video, music video, video, bad music boys. video. Okay, so Bad Boys. Really, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bad Boys is it's like down there above the the meatless gotcha, music gotcha, video right here okay uh 1995 the year i was born bad boys and then the rock those those are some pretty strong movies to get you started the rocks mm-hmm. are really good he had freaking uh nick cage and um sean connery sean connery in that one these are the and and will smith in bad boys <clears throat> 
these are some strong movies to start your directing work off of. And then, so, but as far, like, he spaces it out a good bit. So, what do you have? You have 2001, mm-hmm. 2003, 2005, 7, 9, 11, 13, 14, 16, 17, <laughs> 19, 20, 22. Yeah. All right. So, they're pretty well spaced. It looks like he spends about two years. Two, yeah, two years. To years. start and complete a film, mm-hmm. roughly. Um and it looks like for ambulance, there was obviously during COVID time about, about, I guess three, three years. years, yeah, mm-hmm. nineteen two thousand nineteen. Well, because of COVID, too. yeah, COVID. Yeah, that's what I said. Did it, is that what I said? Oh, I, yeah. I wasn't Sorry, paying I wasn't, attention. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I don't. As far as his work goes, I appreciate that he does so much and that he does try to bring us cool action. Mm-hmm. I think at its core, when it comes to explosions, when it comes to, I don't know, just cool stuff you can see on film. <laughs> he is a, he's a entertainer. It's, he is. But one of the other issues I have is his, a lot of his dialogue Mm, yeah. What do you think Michael miss. Bay is? What's his strong suit? Definitely action. Action. No, no. Like, like what is he directing music videos, being a producer, <laughs> directing movies? Know. Like, what do you think his strongest thing that he does? Probably his producing. He's been so? he's been involved in a lot of projects with producing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably probably a strong suit. <laughs> but, you know, know, it's it's not dialogue that's 100 percent for sure i don't think he's directed anything that's like written well no <laughs> which is i mean it's not it's not like Even a huge the next slide i don't he, like this slide. <laughs> like yeah, sure there it is there it is um so i remember i was watching this interview where he was talking i think you saw the same video this youtuber right and he was talking about like he started talking about how this YouTuber, when he was a kid, he would watch a Michael Bay film and he would try to do cool explosions in his short films like him. Yeah. And he was asking him like, what did he use? Like, do you have any videos? He brought him like a video. He's like, oh, that's pretty well done. And Michael Bay's like, I burned down two houses when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, What's the movie that Michael Scott makes on The Office? His uh, Midnight. No, no, his detective. Yeah, it's mid. It's it's um, threat level midnight. Threat level midnight. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. feels like a Michael. It feels Bay like a Michael Bay, Bay movie. movie, and it, it feels like I a suppose. lot of the, you know, early two thousands, twenty tens movies mm. were very Michael Bay. Oh. A lot of <laughs> yeah, everything was. Tra- everyone was trying to. <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard I hit it. My, hit my you... toe on the edge of the table. Amazing. Oh gosh! Don't yell in the microphone with your squeaky, hurt voice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the table. You know when you stub the edge of your pinky toe, and it's like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> you guys remember that space of time? It was probably around. It was probably around Transformers Three. Mm-hmm. Transformers 2, Transformers 3, where everything was Michael Bay looking. Explosions and action movies were, it felt like they were all yeah. the same movie. Do you Did have you, another movie as an example that wasn't um, Michael Bay? Because um, I, when my mind thinks about White it, is House like Down. Dark Knight came out around the same time. Anything like uh, 
White House. Anything down. like with with the with the Die Hard Bruce Willis sequels. <laughs> yeah, okay. you know, or or Red or something. They all felt like these action action heavy. Red was cool. Red was cool. And I, I Salt came out around the same time. Yeah, as well. a lot of these explosiony action heavy movies yeah. that it felt kind of like that was he like oh that's what, uh, source this, code. Yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. same vibe. Yeah, it just it's it's like what he was born to do was makes things blow up <laughs> on screen. I don't know. You have a qualm with an aspect of his explosions, and some people online have have hated you for this. I don't the, think they're realistic. You're talking about the the sparks, the sparks that shoot out the side. Where are the time. sparks coming from? <laughs> they look like fireworks. Why is it always the sparks. same? It's this line of. Spark? <laughs> Why does every explosion have that? Maybe it's a signature. Maybe. I mean, it it looks cool. Well, I, in Transformers, I'm not lie. in Transformers, you could say that that yeah, spark could be like coming off of you the Transformer himself. You can argue that for Transformers, right? It, their but guns, those are not human weapons. And their body's not made of humans. And, if no, they hit something, it could spark their metal. It would know, not for... 13 hours. Yeah. It w- and not it, for uh, ambulance, ambulance either. It works for Transformers because you can suspend your disbelief because these are creatures from another world. Mm-hmm. For ambulance, you know, we see a car crash. They're ambulance cars. Okay. Cop cars. Mm. All of Michael Bay's movies are set in parallel universes. Um, and this the is spark theory is the connection bringing coming from another universe okay just so, a different so the, timeline coming right, into yeah, that universe so this, this, all right so the the theory has been broached before that i've heard that <laughs> wait is this really a theory i just yeah, made this up on the spot no movie actually takes place in, like technically in our world it's an alter it's almost always like an alternate world because the movie asks you to suspend your disbelief yes right the nature of storytelling in michael bay's version of earth <laughs> yeah, yeah. these sparks happen yeah. Yeah, yeah and in that world they are very realistic <laughs> everything that happens is very realistic i can get behind that i understand that i love that theory not just about michael bay's sparks but about the just defining yeah this is never this is our not, universe it's like the marvel movies like this isn't our universe you kind of have to suspend your disbelief for th- certain things mm-hmm well, I watched like Beautiful Boy with Timothy Chalamet. That feels like it could be an Earth story. Yeah, there, there's a lot of movies that feel like they take place in our universe. But, but they're never. They if never somebody says that, you know, a blade could pop out of your arm <laughs> from a little device. They're asking, this is a different, this isn't our world. But it is the Marvel world. It's the Marvel world. And it's the same universe. Let's that, move on. <laughs> Michael Bay, as a director, producer, uh, how do you rank your entertainment of him? I really love The Island, and yeah, I think you depends. guys need to watch, I'll watch The, the Island, Island with this about, kind of recommendation. Um, this stuff can be really good. And then some and The Rock, like and it. I like the first Transformers. This is what I think. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he knows his dialogue sucks. I think he knows that his writing is never complex. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm compensating for my that explosions. by doing stuff that other directors won't. Yeah. Well, and so I'm going to fly drones under cars that are midair. That's fun. You know? But uh, like even he said uh, he had a director, um, like a well-known director like Spielberg or somebody tell him, 
you need to stop making Transformers movies. <laughs> and he's like, and I just kept doing it. Uh, and he's like, I should have stopped. Should have stopped. But I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be really honest with you all. Finding music online that doesn't get copyright struck in or blocked or anything that really even just works that sounds good in videos is hard to find online. I mean, it just is. It's difficult to get music that's going to fit the emotion, the genre that you're looking for. Well, guess what? There's a lot of different platforms out there, but in my opinion, the subscription service to Soundstripe has saved my life, saved my butt so many times when it comes to any kind of video production, whether freelance or short films or just online content like on YouTube. So um, I want to just encourage you, if this is something that you need, if this is something that you believe will help you out with any kind of production needs then go check out Soundstripe. Use the link in the description. It's a special link that lets us know that you used our link and use the code WISEWORKS10 at checkout. That will give you 10% off your first purchase. So thank you guys so much for watching this episode. And once again, if you are in production and you need copyright-free music, go check out Soundstripe, use the link in the description, and use WiseWorks10 promo code at checkout. Let's get back to the podcast. I said this off the podcast. I'll just let everyone else hear it. I think I, I stand by this in a serious idea. He is like the biggest bro in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. He's like explosions, like you said. I think it'll be bouncing really, boobs. Really fun to surf with him. Yeah, he's probably a surfer. I could see it. I think. I think the movie industry would be less interesting without him. Less without Michael Bay. We don't get the most awesome stuff from him, but we do. No, no, get no. We in- get the most <laughs> we get awesome the most stuff. <laughs> we don't maybe get the most like you know wealth. You know, well crafted story, well crafted like beautiful yeah. art pieces, but we get like you know, the sickest stuff, dude. Ah. There are hardcore Michael Bay fans. They're not. They don't like the same stuff we like. We don't like the yeah, same I, stuff. Yeah, we're not disrespecting them or or Michael Bay. Also, actually. yeah, we are disrespecting. If okay, but let's just say this: hmm. if you think Michael Bay's writing and storytelling is complex and like incredible, then you're just wrong. There are I I can you got, I think you should you're part of a fraternity if uh, right if you're <laughs> I'm not saying you like it might stuff. appeal to you I'm not dogging on your like what you like if you like Michael Bay if Michael Bay is the pinnacle of filmmaking filmmaking storytelling um we 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 have to but you know but I we, feel like you I, gotta <laughs> be able you gotta know how to appreciate somebody but also see like the positives and negatives yeah but you also believe if a film is bad call it a bad film i think if a film is bad the people who watch it will recognize that it's a bad film but you also don't like people who calling an obviously bad story good like just for the sake of of jumping on for the sake of jumping on a bandwagon no but i also believe that you can enjoy a movie that's not a good movie i do it all the time of course i I like blade is a terrible movie and i love blade we we had to watch what it was the seventh son because my because you said that looks like a terrible movie we have to watch it yeah all right rank him while he's looking into our eyes i'm gonna give him as a whole i'm gonna give michael his creed his work no his films like try to try to try to bring it into the center and say overall personally i enjoy michael bay this much 5.8 
I'm gonna almost a six. I'm gonna give him a. I'm gonna give him a six because I have seen the island and the rock. And I'm giving him a five, and I'm, it might go up if I see the island. I think if you check out the island and the rock, they're they're both very they're both enjoyable movies. All right, Michael. I appreciate who you are as a director, as a creative, and um, there's some sparks off to the side if you see those. Mm. <laughs> Beautiful. Michael Bay is the best of us. He's the best of us. us. All right. um, Let's go ahead and move to our next area of talking, Mm. which is Thor Love and Thunder. I'm going to say this. Much more excited than I was for Ragnarok. I'm very excited for this movie. Yeah. It looks great. I think that we needed Ragnarok to get this movie. I think we needed what all the wackiness of Ragnarok, though I don't think there's a ton of ton of substance with a lot of things in Ragnarok. I think there is substance in mm-hmm. Ragnarok that you can glean and is really good for him and for Loki's story. Yeah. But I think we needed the wackiness of Ragnarok to get this movie. Perhaps. I think I think what Taika Waititi is doing with this is actually going a little deeper into who Thor is and who Thor needs to be than what we saw in Ragnarok mm-hmm. and what we saw in any other Marvel film for Thor, you know? Yeah, and the 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 funness of it. You really like Guardians of the Galaxies. They're bringing that vibe yeah. into Thor. It's because like the Thor did. the Thor comics were very similar to Guardians of the Galaxy of this you know Thor you know galaxy explorer almost mm-hmm. you know wacky crazy adventures with Thor. Yeah, uh, what do you think about him kind of trying to find this inner? strength that's no longer a warrior vibe that we clearly got from the teaser do you think it's going to be circle where he like realizes there's like a balance that needs to be happening there um where it's like he we open up with him being like an agent of peace and then he realizes he has to he has to find a balance between peace and warrior player in the film i mean we we kind of have to think about it i think from Growing up his whole life, I mean, how long was he raised to become king of, king, I mean, of, king, king, king of Odin? I mean, king of Odin, yeah, king, king of Odin, king of Asgard, and then now he's he's not doing that. He's passed the torch, Wait, so he's not he is not doing that anymore. I mean, his progression is like he becomes he has to become worthy, uh, and then he you know in the second movie. There's not really a big revelation for Thor, except that like it, it's just kind of a, a, a adventure movie almost. They don't really establish too much about his character. The then relationship in, between him and Loki, him and Loki, yeah. Uh, but like uh, um, Ragnarok is very much like he has to become. Um, he he has to sort of discover who he is without the hammer, without yeah. his father, mm. without his mother, without his people. Yeah. Um, Basically strip away his identity yeah. and, and then, then see who he is. Then he has to kind of become the warrior again mm-hmm. in, in the Avengers movies. Uh, and then he's at the end, he's like, now what do I become? Who mm-hmm. am I now? Uh, he gives up that sort of title. Yeah, of, and to see that king. to see that emotional turmoil he had, I know we saw him overcome that to mm-hmm. help destroy Thanos in the the End Game. Yeah. However, when, what we saw at the beginning of End Game, where he just 
the depression he goes into after he beheads him and realizes that he wasn't actually able to stop him from what he did. That was actually a crazy emotional twist for his character. Well, in in Endgame, I think the big thing for him was he he had to accept that even at his lowest point, you know, and even though everybody's gone and, you know, even though you're sad, you're still worthy. Mm -hmm. That was the lesson for him in that one. Um, when, you know, when he pulls the hammer, when he talks to his mother, uh, and I think in this one, it's gotta be, you know, I know who I am sort of, what do I do? Yeah. I think it's going to be kind of a space exploration thing mm-hmm. with guardians. I mean, I it's that. definitely guardians still feels like a, like a little bit of an identity crisis. He's still working through a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a complex character. This mm-hmm. is like. I think this is this labels Thor as the most most one film. Most, yeah, like he he has the most movies out of any other character. Well, the the a I think lot, this is a lot. I think of this our, is four. This is Thor four, right? Yeah, a lot of our um, Iron Man was pre- had three. Had, Iron Man had three, and Thor yeah, also right. shows up in all the Avengers as well. Iron same Man as had Iron three. Man. Uh, Captain America had three. Yeah, this is Thor four. This is the most out of any other, but character. like. But but the Avengers movies were big character development things for uh, Captain America and Iron Man, mm-hmm. not Thor quite as much. Yeah, so you think this is going to be the last Thor? Last Probably. we'll see of Chris Hemsworth. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. He's, this is a good indicator of that. I don't think that she's going to become no. Thor. No. Oh no, I don't think she's. They're definitely setting her up for who she is as a character. Maybe. Maybe she might do some, and they're some probably Thor gonna. Stuff. He's gonna give that axe a Stormbringer to Beta Ray Bill at some Stormbreaker, point. Stormbreaker, yeah, Stormbreaker. I, I could see that. Definitely, probably in this film. I want to see Beta Ray Bill. Like this is exciting. <laughs> but we saw everything this I've seen is exciting. I want to see Beta Ray Bill. Don't so they bad. have a, an actor for Beta Ray Bill? I don't Did think we so. Discussed this already. No, they don't have an actor labeled for Beta Ray Bill. I'm pull up IMDb. Right All right. <clears throat> Got to get out of Michael Bay. Keep talking. Thor, Love and Thunder. Keep talking, Joshua. Oh. Uh, I, we saw somebody. I'm pretty sure we looked at the cast list already for this. Thor, I, Love and Thunder. Here we go. I mean, if it's supposed to be a surprise, you know, we've got... It was on cast and crew. Got a little low. Sith, Nebula, Star-Lord... Uh, yeah, we just got the Guardians list. Okay. And the Thor list, which I'll, once again, let me just point out, real excited about Christian Bale being in there. Yeah. yeah. I love Christian Bale's I hope that I hope that Gore the God Butcher is a legit bad guy and not like a, you know, we see that- Just a one-off? Well, we see that um, uh, Zeus is kind of a, he seems kind of fun, mm-hmm. right? As a fun character. I don't want Gore to be that character. Uh, yeah, there's nobody, no Beta Ray Bill. On nobody this for list. Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. I think he's showing up. I think he's showing up. If he's if he's showing up, it might be at the end. I think it might be after credits. So we're talking about Thor. I think we've got a couple things before Thor. Mm-hmm. So we have Doctor Strange next. Um, then Miss Marvel. I don't think that's gonna have anything to do with it. But I think Doctor Strange is going to. We also have Guardians us- Volume Three. Yeah, but that's going to be after Thor. Yeah. Um, it's going to... Uh, Doctor Strange is going to set up 
for this next movie. I'm pretty sure it's going to have a, at least end credit scene. Something. Throw us something yeah. for mm-hmm. Thor. Um, I'm so you know how I feel about Marvel. Mm. We I got plenty of qualms. Really detached. Thor has always been my favorite Avenger. Yeah. I just, I love his meatheadedness. I do too. I really like Thor. Thor Thor has always been my favorite across the board. And I've always enjoyed the Thor films, even the one, even the second that people Mm -hmm. didn't like. And I just thought Thor is a fun Avenger, a fun superhero God character. And he's brothers to Loki. So there's that whole fun dynamic in the mix. And then I I watched Ragnarok, didn't really care for it that much, Mm -hmm. just because there wasn't a lot of substance there. And then this has got me real excited. Mm-hmm. Love and Thunder definitely has like a. I love the tone they're bringing to it. I already talked about this, but like an eighties, yeah, feel. Yeah, this film. especially coming off the heels of the Avengers movies, where we had a lot of emotional stuff from him. Mm-hmm. You know, what does he do now? <laughs> uh, like it, Lose it, it's fat. For he one. seems like. He has a bunch of different outfits. Yeah. We saw him in several different outfits. The fur cape, this almost Star Lord looking thing. Like he this is what he wears when he's hanging around the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's got he's that got, ball cap on where he's working out. I yeah. think he's wearing that shirt. <laughs> when he's when he's using the uh when he's using Stormbreaker as it looks almost like as a um as a uh something to light up a city or whatever. No, no, no. The the same he can Stormbreaker can um, create rainbow bridges, oh, bridges really? to, to teleport through space. The, the Bifrost, yeah, he can create Bifrost. Channel. Oh, sick! And he looks like he's creating a Bifrost channel, but he's wearing an outfit that is the same colors and scheme as Captain Marvel's, mm. right? So it looks like he's so it becomes the rainbow. I don't know <laughs> the rainbow superhero. I don't, and then, but you know, he, we see him using his hammer, and but we also see him planting his hammer, almost like a gravestone or a yeah, tree. He was, we did the, see that. He was planting yeah. the axe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, He's, and did you notice in this? Why is Mjolnir all cracked? Well, no, because they Helen destroyed it. Hela broke it. Remember? Oh the, yes. The so either I remember. I, so I don't know what's going on. I, I, is this a reconstructed Mjolnir that she's using, or I think she's so worthy it placed itself back. So together. also, this is something that we could talk about. You, you don't think this is? Go back. Um, this is not Jane Foster from this is our Jane the Foster. timeline that we've no, seen. No, and definitely if not. If it is. They have to explain it as like she got caught up into some sort of portal or something and she has been living like a thousand years or something at, on the other side of the universe, just not aging mm-hmm. um, and became a Thor character. I think the only – I don't think she is, but I think the – Mjolnir is because it is cracked. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Jonathan. I think um, I I I I really I think she's definitely a, in the same way that what Star Lord's girlfriend, uh, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana's uh, character, uh, Gamora. Gamora. In the same way that Gamora is another version mm-hmm. of that he has to learn to love. It's going to be similar, with similar, her. you know, where they might not ever have the love story like he had with Jane Foster. However, there's going to be that tension. 
mm-hmm. it's going to be like oh we we like another version of you we we had a life I think, together i think you know this could technically be she is thor she's yeah thor she could be thor in her universe and jane foster <laughs> but she's a thor that looks like jane foster yeah you know also we gotta we gotta figure out is this are these real right? muscles she said she was working out pretty heavily hold on hold on hold on let me let me google oh, a picture yeah. of natalie portman see if she got jacked for this role portman um uh thor role portman becoming thor uh images anything that shows her strong that doesn't look super strong to me. No, that's an old photo. Yeah, that's an old that, photo. That's old. Um, hold up, go back. Actually, no, that is hmm. that's not old. What's not that's old? Um, go. Let me see. Yeah, right right there, there, right here, on set, right here. Yeah, right here. Click on, click on that right there. No. Oh wait, oh, hold on. Let me go back. Let me go back. <sighs> Which one? Toy. What are you saying? On set. Uh, set this. Right scroll here. Up. Scroll up. Scroll up. Scroll up. Yeah, thunder set. Thunder set. Click right oh, there. Thunder set. Okay. This is what you're looking for. Yeah, this photo. Oh wait, yeah. she does look thick. Her, her arms look pretty beefy in that picture. <laughs> yeah, she looking she looking strong. Hold on, is this a little closer? Let me. Uh, I mean, she's not Jack. We have anything larger? No, this is the. But her arms look bigger. They look beefier. That's is good. This a better picture. Yeah, she looks like. Look at her shoulders. She looks like she's she's gained strength. <laughs> she's just standing here like. Is this the same? Look at her. Did she work out with the same That's, person never, that uh, Robert Pattinson did in uh, for Batman? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I've never been this strong. <laughs> Look, uh, but she's imagine the same her Robert Pattinson. Maybe. For Batman, she could take training. <laughs> <laughs> she could take him. But no, look the um, comparing her to like Black Swan, tiny. She's tiny, yeah. And now look, she she's she looking all healthy. Arms. Yeah. That's Very cool. She looks better this way. <laughs> I kind of like this. <laughs> big on. I kind of like this stronger Natalie Portman look. I mean, look at this picture. She's like, she's like a a Chad looking there. She, kinda looks <laughs> she like walks around set. Heck yeah, I like this. Tell people to move out of the way. <laughs> Get. She 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 walks around. She puts on like the Thor voice. Get out of my way. <laughs> Thor. Let me see. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this the one up God on the full screen so people can see a little better. Let me save this image. Um. So overall, how excited are you guys for this Thor compared to pretty mega excited? Mm-hmm. Mega excited. I've always been really excited for the standalone movies. Let's take a look at this picture. Hold on, blown up. Yeah, I'm, and then I I put another one in here for from Black Swan. Compare them. Look at how much different that is. Go back. She's tiny there. Ballerina girls Ball- versus bruh girls. Versus bruh. <laughs> girls who call you bruh. <laughs> <laughs> but she's so jacked. I We have like never seen a transformation this dr- this dramatic for women actors. They're always like, I think this is great. This is a beautiful thing in my mind. Because women start to, they can start to be like, well, we have these roles that we actually have to become strong and healthy for. Mm-hmm. And it's not just constantly proponing like pushing this like super thin anorexic hollywood girl you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah but we did get that one i, we, I can't pull that name. girls who say hi <laughs> girls who say sup <laughs> <laughs> that's a sup girl for sure but yeah i think that's her actual arm i don't think that's like mm-hmm. added you never no. know i don't uh, know maybe the, i don't know hold on see. compare it to compare it to 
I think if she lifts it up and she's holding she lifts, something heavy, if she's yeah. if she's doing this thing right here, that could be that could yeah. definitely be that arm, because that's just a relaxed arm. That's a relaxed arm. It's not a holding a tense a tense. It's arm? not holding a holding like a, the head of of you know your enemy. <laughs> yeah. That's a tense arm. arm. Yeah, and that's a stardust shoulder that you're <laughs> talking. Stardust yeah, shoulder. <laughs> shoulder. She got round. some. That got death, round. Yeah, the death star death <laughs> She also kind of, I mean, I know this is a classic look, I but it does kind of look like helmet. elf ears, doesn't it? Yeah, I love yeah. it. I know it's supposed to be wings, I think. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. I really appreciate the fact that she's gotten herself strong for this role. Yeah, she definitely looked like a bro. Yeah. Well, and that's all I've got. We got one, well, we got one more thing. We do yeah. have one more thing. As as weekly, we got a terrible tear. Wyatt, mm -hmm. any introduction? Um, I don't think this is the worst movie, but... It wasn't, it was, in my opinion, my least favorite Marvel movie that came out. Or, no, my second, Black Widow, I think, was my least favorite that came mm -hmm. out. And then this two one. Two Black Widow, I mean, two, two Marvel movies. No. We, we got to represent everybody here. Represent. Uh, and and then I, I, and then I guess Eternals. Okay. But I enjoyed this less than Eternals. Okay. Personally. Ready? Yeah. Shang Chi. A lot of people like this film. A lot of people did like, and and I'm not I'm not saying that you know you can't like it. I liked a lot of aspects. It had it had that that good kung fu. It had really good kung fu, and um, it was it was fun for that fu? element, but only for that element. And I thoroughly enjoyed a lot of the uh, special effects. A lot of the special effects were really. Good. There was a I like the of good ones. the basic ones like the wind dancing. And uh, whatever they uh, utilize the, the wind the and everything. Oh, oh gosh. razor fist! Razor fist! Uh, he's he's pretty good. The, but like everything that the happens rings on all the look bus, cool. the the bus scene is amazing. The CG yeah, yeah, yeah. for the bus is amazing. The CG for the dragon and the water is really cool. I mean the water, the water by itself. The water, every water effect in this movie. <sighs> Top notch CG for that stuff. Yeah, the what's terrible about it? Because this you've Water quantified this for good. a terrible tier. The characters didn't feel like they had enough depth. The the you know, I mean, I appreciate that his you know Aquafina, who's kind of like his sidekick. She didn't really feel like a sidekick. She felt it felt like two protagonists yeah, in the movie. It was weird. It was like, who is this character? I, I Friend? Didn't, <laughs> lover? I didn't mind what. I didn't mind the way that they approached that, but it didn't feel super necessary. Okay. Um, and you know his sister didn't have any depth. Nothing. His his father. It felt like his dad should have had the most depth and nothing. Should have had the most emotional points in mm -hmm. the movie. Uh, and his relationship with his dad really should have had some really solid stuff. Uh, but it didn't feel like it had any of that. Lacking across the yeah, board. It just, yeah, it felt lacking. Now, let me ask you this. It does seem like Doctor Strange is bringing a lot of Shang-Chi into the, that I, film. I'm cool with it. You I'm, cool? I'm down with it. I want to see him more. Okay. I want to see... I like this character. Um, but, you know, I, I but I, I think it'll be better in Doctor Strange, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just... Well, I mean, the first Doctor Strange, as far as writing goes, was extremely hammy. Yeah, it was hammy. Not much substance. So why do we expect so much from this Doctor Strange when the first one was kind of... Because a, it's on the backs of No Way Home. That's yeah. true. And it's like Sam Raimi's doing it. Okay. 
so so we expect a little bit more and i expected a little bit more from this and it didn't deliver and it didn't deliver um they put a lot of time in the art area of this film and all the and the art is beautiful honestly it's a very pretty I didn't movie. like okay i know it was really hard to do and complex i didn't care for the bamboo road like the forest with the yeah. bamboo that was obvious animation it didn't oh, yeah. I, I think when you're doing something that gritty like trying to fight your way through a forest that's trying to swallow you like freaking don't make it look so animated like change mm-hmm. the style of the filming not these big long sweeping shots where everything has to be animated because it's yeah. too much. Like make it feel suffocating and gritty and practical. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. They they made it. Yeah. It just it felt kind of surface level. Surface level. So uh, probably won't win terrible tier that we're doing in two no. weeks. We're ranking all of our terrible tiers mm-hmm. in two weeks. It's not going to be the worst one on the list. I think there's some better contenders. We got some heavy hidden terribles yeah. on this uh, list. For the but final season. The, for the uh, end of the final. season. Final season. It was the one. Not for the final. It season. was the one that I found that I thought season finale. Yeah, this one can go up there. Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you guys for watching. Don't forget we have a midnight special mm. on Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is this that week? Oh, can we give a quick tease? Oh yeah, tease it up. Tease it up. Uh, Joseph was in California. I wasn't here. When that was recorded. We got a guest. Who is it? They have to find out. What? No, oh, tell them that they'll they'll come more. They'll come if they know. It was it was Mackenzie. Mackenzie. It was my wife. It was Joe's wife. It was Mackenzie. Wyatt and Joshua. These two clowns hanging out with Kenzie, <laughs> and I haven't listened to what it is, yet. I don't know what it's gonna be. And I want to know what Kenzie said to you after she left when you asked her about how the podcast went. She said it went good. I think talked about you a lot. <laughs> That's all she said. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why are you guys talking about me when I'm not here? Because obviously Kenzie is sitting in your spot. Yeah. And we're like, all right, let's get some Joe stories. <laughs> He's not here. Let's talk about him. Well, I'm going to listen to it this afternoon, maybe once I get some stuff edited and yeah. um, and we'll see what I think. But either way, it's I'm sure it's a wonderful podcast and it's coming out Friday night. So stay tuned. Listen on Spotify um, or any other audio all the other ones podcast platform not Mm. youtube but Mm. thanks so much for watching um there was another thing from california i wanted to tell you guys Mm -hmm. can you tell us on video i can tell you i mean we're fading out we're (laughs) we're done